stay bout it. I'm not pouting. Break through walls and climb it mountains if you want it. Scream it loud. What's up, superstars? Welcome to the Brain Tainment Podcast. Listen, if you're someone who wants to build more confidence within yourself, your ability to perform, to execute, to build skills, or to just feel better, or if you're someone who wants to architect a new empowering identity, this is the platform for you. Listen, we have all kinds of guests on this program from the psychology space, neuroscience, sports, as well as cultural icons and influences where we get to pick apart their story and learn a bit more about them. So be sure to subscribe. I hope you get value from this show. If you do, if you do enjoy it, please, please, please do me a favor. Put it on your socials, share it with friends and families who you think this message could help or they would enjoy and be sure to share the love and tag me on those platforms. We'd love to get some feedback. Without further ado, enjoy this episode. Hey, superstars. Thanks for tuning in to another Braintainment episode. It's great to have you back. Today, I sit down with Julianne Kelly. And listen, I know you guys are going to love this episode. If you ever find yourself uh, consistently feeling fatigued or falling short on goals or just feeling flat, over and over and you don't know why, perhaps you've explored different avenues like talk therapy, you've potentially journaled, you've watched every fucking podcast there is on YouTube and you're still not 100% sure what it is that's stopping you, I really think you're going to love this episode. Julianne is one of the more interesting people that we've had on this platform and I just wanted to talk with her for hours and hours on end, but we kept it relatively short and dove into some of the more important ideas We talk about emotional clearing, how traumas can play a pivotal role in blocking us from moving forward and ultimately feeling good, which is what it's all about. I talk a lot about that on this show. We talk about muscle testing and some of the practical applications used in her world of kinesiology and things of that nature. And we talk about what some of the common themes are that do hold people back. So that's just a little taster. Enjoy this episode. We dive into all of that. Plus, we even do a live recording of an experiment that I go through. I look at a a process to calm the nervous system and tap into my body to work out uh, what is potentially blocking me from feeling much better. And it's a really interesting uh, observation. So enjoy that. And be sure to connect with Julianne if you want to learn more. And of course, follow the podcast. That's it, guys. Enjoy this episode. Okay, welcome back to the Brain Tainment Show. Today, I'm really fortunate to be joined by Julianne Kelly, uh, who specializes uh, in the world of kinesiology, working with clients to break through emotional blocks and trauma, patterns of behavior, self-sabotage, to ultimately live a more productive and enjoyable life. Uh, which we talk a lot about on this program. And the work she's doing is its probably not something we've dived too deeply before on this show. So look, it's an understatement to say that I'm excited to connect with you today. And from our brief chat uh, off air the other day, you know, I can really identify already how so much of what we'll unpack and talk about today has the potential to make some pretty dramatic shifts um, for people. So looking forward to diving in. With that said, welcome to the show, Julianne. Thanks, Liam. Lovely to be here. So to kick things off and sort of set the scene, provide some context, maybe just give us a snapshot of the work that you do and I guess why it is that someone might connect with you. So my original training is as a kinesiologist and um, I've studied coaching and NLP. So I'm a master NLP practitioner as well. And I found when I, st- I studied NLP first, um, 
And I find it incredible skill for learning to ask better questions and getting to getting people to go deeper into why they may be acting out in a certain way or doing a certain behavior that they don't want to do anymore. But it was when I went to study kinesiology that, um, which for people who don't know is using muscle testing um, in to find in, in accordance with the Chinese meridian system. And um, it helps us track where something is stored in the body. And so we used to always think that everything was stored in the brain, all our memories, all our trauma and experiences in the past. And um, a lot of work that is coming out now is realizing that yes, you know, the brain holds an incredible amount of information and accesses it, but actually it's stored in the body. And so the beauty of kinesiology is that it helps us track the root cause of a lot of those behaviors, beliefs, um, patterns within the body system. And then we work with specific points on those meridians or within certain organs and help to release that. So it's combining the two um, so that you get a more holistic, full embodied release mm. of things that are in the way of you showing up and behaving the way that you want to or achieving the goals that you want to and it's often actually we only start to realize things about ourselves when we start to stretch or we push ourselves out of our comfort zone and then we're like why isn't this easy my brain decided to do it but actually that's what activates all our limiting beliefs and our unconscious beliefs and patterns and so um the people that i tend to work with are often business people or entrepreneurs or um, other coaches who want to, um, yeah, who want to show up in a different way in either their relationships or their businesses mm. um, and just have more alignment and ease in who they are, you know, so we, we kind of dive, dive in deep. It makes sense. And it's, it strikes me as true because a lot of, you know, my, my journey and a lot of stuff that I talk about on the show is very much around the psychology and the way the brain works and things like that. And then it's, it's, it only, it only takes a moment in time to recognize that all the information in the world, you know, you can have all the answers logically and, and have like this cognitive understanding of things, but you can still feel so heavy and lethargic and fatigued and all these things that show up in the body. So when we start talking about um, what we've just touched on there, it's like, man, I, I really start to connect with um, some of the possibilities in this space because we just how it shows up in the real world in our bodies for me is is what I'm so fascinated by because it can be crippling at times or it can be like really fucking exciting and sort of alleviating of like any you know any heaviness and when that happens it feels amazing but it's like we don't I don't always know what's working and what's not so it's, it's a bit of potluck um, so yeah. for you I'd love to know what what do you think some of the common culprits, I suppose, um, in today's world that kind of lead to some of the problems that we experience, and then we'll unpack from there. Um, is, as in, is it is it is it past traumas? Is it is it a stressful environment? Like what what is it that would actually contribute to someone feeling a certain way to then connect with you? Um, 
Okay, so I feel like there's two parts to that. So what makes somebody come to me is often that they've hit a wall and they don't know where else to turn. And that the, oh, kinesiologists will often say that is that people come to them when they've exhausted every other avenue. And they're like, I, the, you know, the traditional ways of dealing with this are just not working for me. Um, and so they end up, a lot of people come to me through word of mouth and through recommendation. And they're just, they're dealing with something that they, they can't seem to get past. Um, and the reasons that, that people come is often because, so a lot of the work that I do, instead of kind of saying, oh, well, let's just get rid of that problem, which is often what we want to do. We're just like, I just don't want to do this anymore. I just don't want to feel this way. And actually the only way, one of the most powerful ways to shift that is actually to go deeper in. And so a huge part of the work that I do is get is assisting people and getting out of the mind and dropping into the body. And um, I do that in every session. So we, a session will often look like starting with what more traditionally looks like talk therapy. So what's going on, what's, you know, what's um, working this week, what's not working. And it can just be a really, and the more people work with me, the more free they feel open to bring anything to the session. It's like anything that's not working that week is probably inadvertently tied into the very thing that you want to clear. We often fragment things in our brain and say, well, no, that's, that's a problem over in this area. And actually what kinesiology does, it, what it consistently reflects back to people is, no, that is not how we function as humans. We are holistic beings. And often the very thing that you think is not associated is probably definitely associated. And so it's a mix of dropping people into their bodies and holding space. Um, and when I say space, I mean like energetic space, but really presence for the very thing that they don't want to deal with anymore. And so when you can create a safe space for people to be present with that, that's when their own inner wisdom starts to speak to them. So instead of running away from it, we actually speak to the very thing that you don't want to, that is too daunting to hold space for by yourself. Mm. And when we go in there, it's first like kind of dropping into the body and thing, you know, and actually holding space for it. And when you do that, you realize it's not as bad as I thought. I don't need, there's no need to kind of get away from it. And once we've done that, then we can clear it. Then we can bring it into balance. Then we can clear the old stories and patterns of beliefs around it. And so a lot of the work that I do is helping people not avoid the things mm. that they want to deal with. It's this huge part of this emotional avoidance that creates an energetic um heaviness within the body because what happens is that loops in the background we think because we're not consciously thinking of it or we've pushed it away that it's dealt with but actually it's energetically exhausting you in a in a background loop and that's when we start to feel lethargic and tired or things become heavier we get foggy thinking we just don't feel like we're living an inspired life where we're living in alignment mm. and that's a huge part of 
what we do in sessions that and people feel it they feel it in their bodies immediately afterwards they're like you know there's like a release just by actually holding space for that thing and then letting it go after it's given you the wisdom of why it showed up in the first place yeah I suppose just on that as well it becomes almost like a bit of a cycle um where in terms of avoidance if we're constantly avoiding you know slipping into the body and being aware of these things or we're just avoiding um exploring you know pain points or whatever it might be for fear that it's going to you know because it doesn't feel nice at the time uh, at least we don't think it will if we're constantly avoiding have you found that that almost reinforces um the potency i suppose of, of how that shows up in the body for example so if someone comes to you and they've maybe spent the last 10 years um, you know, with, with some real emotional trauma they haven't cleared or worked through properly, it's just further being reinforced the more they kind of avoid it. Is that something that you found in your experience? Totally. So it's the, the thing that we kind of pushed on. It, when our body will give us signals that things need to be dealt with. And, you know, if we ignore the whispers then we'll end up having to deal with the yells, you know, and, and our body cannot sustain um, things not being processed. And so it starts to, when you look at it from a kinesiology perspective, they're stored on certain meridian channels. So everything in the body is, is energy. We are energetic beings primarily before anything else. And yet, we consistently perceive ourselves as matter, you know, that, that we are muscles and bones and, you know, brains and, and actually all of that is energetic frequency primarily. And so when there is um, a, dis a disturbance in energetic frequency, it gets stored in an energetic channel that is associated with muscles, organs um, and channels within the body. And so when we, consistently load those meridians or those energetic systems within the body with things that we don't want to deal with it inevitably affects our organs it inevitably affects the things that lie on those meridian systems and so yeah that we start to become sick and it's mm. and it's not to simplify and say every sickness is just associated with um <laughs> with un with undealt with emotion but you can probably find undealt with emotion in there absolutely as an element mm -hmm. of the sickness yeah? i think it, i'm sure everyone um, listening could relate in some capacity even if it's a small scale example but i know well i'm assuming all of us have some memory or situation when we felt a certain way that we didn't like, whether it was anxious or nervous or ridiculed or whatever it might be that we've, I guess, kind mm -hmm. of, you know, quote unquote dealt with, but not really. We've just kind of stored it away. Um, and then when we start to think about that, I'm sure even just bringing up this conversation, people listening might already have a visceral sort of response by remembering what that might be. So I think it's pretty clear to, to recognize that, okay, maybe there's some opportunities for, for all of us to start work, actually clearing that emotional heaviness so it doesn't show up in the body in a certain way. And one really kind of quick example, just to um, digress a little bit, I'll talk a bit about on the show about my story. Long story short, I had a really bad head trauma, which 
threw me around and, and still shows up to this day five years later in terms of some physical symptoms. But they, there was, it for a long period of time, a real kind of, it, it would show up in my body just thinking about um, not so much the, the incident, but more so just a couple of years of rehab and stuff like that. And I'd immediately feel anxious um, and heavy and tight and scared and, and, and low on confidence and, and all those things just by reflecting on that memory of those last couple of years. Whereas now, whilst there's still some, you know, physical and emotional stuff that I'm working through from that, um, you know, I, I can, I can talk about that experience with, you know, almost like a level of gratitude for what I learned. And there's, it's sort of that, that pain isn't there. So I've still got a lot of work to do, but the, the point remains um, so much shows up in ways we probably don't even realize until we start to explore it. So mm-hmm. I suppose, I suppose I'm curious if someone listening is, is resonating with this, is there kind of a, a secret source or is there a, a one to approach to kind of to deal with everyone or is it very much a, a person by person situation by situation in terms of trying to find, I guess the solution, I don't know if that's the right word, but trying to find, uh, getting that person to a place of peace and feeling light and feeling like they have cleared, you know, mm. that emotional baggage, if that makes sense. Um, it is, it is very unique to each person. Um, you, you would know, and I'm sure a lot of your listeners know from, you know, the things that you talk about that we have, um, imprint periods, different imprint periods in our lives. And so zero to seven is an incredibly powerful imprint period in our lives. And it's because our brain waves are in more of a hypnotic state. And so we're just like sponges. We are just absorbing what is going on around us. And as children, our first language is energy. It's not words. So we are, we are literally seeping in all the energetic frequencies, the unspoken conversations that are happening around us. And we, as humans, always want to make meaning out of things so that our brain can find resolution and then relax. Mm. If you think a lot of the work that I do goes back, we go back to the very first time that something was anchored into the energetic body or the nervous system as a block or a meaning or a significant incidence that they anchored to something they're experiencing now as an adult. And often it shows up in that zero to seven period. And if you think about it, people, you know, even if I have clients that say, but I had a good childhood, it's really, it's kind of irrelevant because we can have an argument that makes us feel bad, you know, with our parents or get told off about something. And it's the first time we felt shame or it's the first time we felt guilt or we've been compared to a sibling, you know, because our parents are good parents, but they're at their wits end and, you know, or we won something and we didn't get the recognition that we felt we deserved. And we anchor those experiences in to winning, to succeeding, to achieving what it is that we want. And then when we're, you know, you scan out 20 years, 25 years, 35 years, we don't understand why we keep searching for something when we go to reach for a goal or, Mm. and so what those stories are is what kinesiology can track. That's the work that I do is going back in and finding out, well, what are you making this mean? What is the story that you're telling yourself? 
what, what is the pattern or behavior that needs to be released and re-engaged with from an adult, from a new perspective mm. that will actually be in alignment with you getting what you want in your life. Um, and so we all, whether we've had significant trauma in our lives or, you know, um, less intense trauma, we all have had we've all made meaning out of something that as an adult is no longer serving us. You know, if you think about a child, everything's magnified. We're little people looking up at the world. Everything seems bigger. Everything seems more intense. And so we quite often can make things mean something that somebody else in the room wouldn't, would never have perceived that it would have meant that. And we just unconsciously lock them in. And so those, you know, it's a mix of the work that I do. Some, I work with some clients on significant trauma. Um, and, and when I say significant trauma, I mean, you know, what the external world perceives as significant. When we're dealing with our own trauma, it's always significant for us. Yep. But um, I mean the more traditional term of trauma. Um, and then I work with other clients of helping them realize that actually something might have felt traumatic for them, but they were never allowed to process it in that way. It was minimized. And actually sometimes in the minimizing of an intense experience for a child, we cause trauma because we don't allow them to move through it. As a childhood traumatic experience, even if we think it's small, that lack of allowing them to fully experience it at the time gets stored in the body as trauma. And mm. so it's going back and finding each person's, um, the individual's block or what's stored or what's in a, not in alignment with what they want right now. And so it is quite personal, mm. um, but really it's, it's going back in and so when I say going back in, I mean going back into the body yep. and finding out what's been stored, you know, mm. because as a child, we can go through a significant experience, but actually a lot of the psychology work now says, well, actually a child can actually go through quite a bit. Like they can have a, you know, an accident or have a significant experience. They did a lot of studies with children after the 9-11 incident. And they realized that if a child is allowed to process their experiences, if they're allowed to retell the story, sometimes up to 50 to 100 times, they keep revisiting it because they want to find resolution for what happened. And if they're allowed to do that, the impact of it on them over a prolonged period of time is actually quite minimal. It's when we try to soothe them by getting them to stop processing and just move on, that's actually when we cause the damage. And if you think about how many times as kids we're told, you don't stop crying, you don't need to cry, it's, everything's okay. You know, it's actually in those little micro moments that quite a lot of our imprints get mm. made, stored. So. Yeah, I feel like that idea of, you know, us all making meaning of things, I really resonate with a lot. And it's like, it gets kind of scary when you start to recognize, particularly, like you said, in that imprint age, as a child, you know, we almost don't have enough of the tools yet to be able to make accurate sense of things. So like you kind of touched on there, it's like, you know, rightly or wrongly, we, we're making meanings of things. 
and you know you're adding the impact of of cultural norms and things like that what's what's considered um okay to share what's not and it's so easy to see how like we're just creating this like problematic society almost to get quite broad um mm. where we get to you know 25 35 45 55 years of age and th- these things that have been blocked to show up in in so many ways and I wanted to kind of transition the conversation into limiting beliefs, which you alluded to a bit there as well. Like mm-hmm. we're making meaning of these situations, these traumas, these, and we've got these blocks in our body and, you know, <clears throat> we start building our own narrative, which keeps us captive very often from, you know, going after goals or trying to become a certain person. Mm-hmm. And, and very often we don't know that we're doing that. It's almost that unconscious self narrative. So yeah. Is there, a, is there any kind of processes that you can share with us that, or any like practical steps, I suppose, that you do that, that might help to start getting awareness of what some of those unconscious you know, narratives are so that we can then start to, because I imagine it's almost impossible to do anything if you don't know what the problem is. So how do we start getting that awareness of, of, what's, of what our limiting beliefs might be? So, so, so there's a couple of ways. So the, first, the, the place that limiting beliefs show, I mean, they show up all over the place, right? But the, the place that we tend to become aware of like, hmm, something's not working here is when we set a goal, right? So we set a goal about something that we want. And if we use business as an example, um, you know, I'd like to make X amount of money or I'd like to grow my business by a certain percentage. And we set a time frame, and then our normal mode of moving forward with that is, okay, well, what are the steps between where I am now and how to get there? And we go about the how, you know, like, oh, well, if I do this and this and this, and it, we're working very much with this action equals this result. And yes, in lots of ways, actions do re- equal results, but you know, if, if you ask yourself, how many times have you made a plan and you've done the steps because that's what everybody else does, and then you realize, oh, this isn't working for me. And so it's quite often, um, you know, there can be an, a number of things that go wrong in that. It could be that actually you're not following through in the steps, and that can be a limiting belief, like I can't call, call, or I don't know how to build rapport easily, or... Um, you know, I, this, this feels really unnatural to grow my business this way, because I've been told these are the steps that I should do. I'm not a huge believer in that. I think everybody has unique gifts that they Mm. bring to business and their life. And that actually we gain a lot of freedom by giving ourselves permission to follow our intuition as to how we should grow our business. I'm a huge believer in that. I think when we, decide that we have to follow everybody else's rules, that's when we get energetically squished and we stop trusting our intuition. So when we go to take an action that is designed to move our business forward and the thing that I teach clients to become very aware of is tuning into your goals. And so it's a simple exercise of, closing your eyes down, taking a few deep breaths and connect. So dropping out of the mind, because we think our mind has all our answers. 
but it actually is designed incredibly well to keep us safe. Mm. It's the thing that will reference the past and say, oh, you did that before. And that did not feel good. That brought up a lot of stress or anxiety. And so it'll, or do you remember how that didn't work out? And so it'll reference and generalize about stories from the past and then guide us to not do, <laughs> to not do things to keep us safe and to keep our nervous system safe. So it's not always the place that guides us the best. And so dropping out of the mind and dropping into the body can be a really good place to go. And so it can be just really simple to dropping your energy down into the body through a couple of deep breaths. So actually we can do it now. Mm. So is there, like if I, if we do it together, is sure. there something in, in your business that you would really like or something that you are ch changing in your business at the moment that you would like to move towards? Well, this could not be any better times. Um, <laughs> by the time this episode comes out, it should be public knowledge. So it's all good. Um, but yeah. but uh, outside of this program and the work I do in this space um, for a living, I have a travel business. Mm -hmm. And so uh, just a, a travel agency that I started a couple of years ago after working in retail for 10 years, you know, really solid database, great customers. And then obviously with COVID, it's been a nightmare, sort of 18, 12, what will end up being a two-year nightmare. So long story short, I've made the decision to exit out of that business. And I'm in the process of doing that. And it's all kinds of emotions. Like part of it's the identity crisis. Like who the fuck am I if I'm not a travel agent? And a, who, who am I if I'm not a successful, you know, small-time business owner, entrepreneur? Um, you know, there's the stress of sort of dealing with customers and having the conversations. There's a lot going on literally at this sort of, uh, in the last couple of days, this process started. So that's kind of where I'm at from a business point of view is trying to exit and have that finished so I can focus on the next chapter, but it's a bit messy at the mm -hmm. moment. Yeah, absolutely. So would a goal for you to be, to be able to transition into so is it transitioning out of that that causes stress or transitioning into like committing to what is next? Great question. Um, it's a bit of both. It, it's the transitioning out because it's all I've known in terms of an identity and building an income around that. So that's, it's this, it's almost the anxiety of the, of losing that safety net. But then also now I'm wanting to go into a, a career in uh, the, the mindset space. You know, I want, to, I want to be a speaker for sports programs, schools, workplaces, obviously facilitating the podcast, staying in this, this space of trying to add value and impact people um, through the mind and the body, of course. Mm -hmm. What that looks like though exactly, I'm still working out. So there's a little bit of uncertainty, which is naturally anxiety producing. Mm. So... The, so the letting go, so what I feel in that is like the letting go is difficult. Well, A, because you probably put a lot of your heart and soul into that business and it can be hard to let go of something because it is just, it is a, a death of sorts. And so that yeah. can bring up grief for what, what, what wasn't. Yep. Um, but, it, but the fear comes from some sort of story that you're telling yourself about how difficult it will be to replace that. And so when we push up against something of like, this feels uncomfortable and that's the clue that 
for your listeners, if you're setting a goal and you there's a tightening of the gut or a constriction of the muscles, or you start to feel yourself clench your jaw, or you you loop start to loop into worrisome thoughts, then there is a story you are telling yourself that is causing those physical responses in preparation for what you're going to have to do to appease that fear. Yeah. Mm. And so it's, it always comes back to if we are like a walking head and have lost connection to our body, then it is very difficult for us to have awareness of the patterns and the stories that we're running because our body is what will always give us the first clues. And so the brain is telling the body a story and the, the body is responding and then giving information back to the brain. And so we want to have enough presence with the body to be able to think, oh, I've had a tight knot in my stomach for the last, you know, some people it can be like the last 20 years, but yeah. you know, the more attuned and the more aware we become, we can be like, oh, I've had that in my stomach since this morning or for the last hour. And then the gift is, the clue, the tool is to think, okay, rather than making myself busy by doing more things to get my to-do list finished or to move the business forward so that I feel better, it's like, no, stop everything and drop into that. And so we close the eyes down and drop into breath. We can do it right now if you're happy to. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. So just closing the eyes down and dropping into, some people find deep breaths very difficult. So to make a sounding breath will help, like sounding on the out breath, like a yogic breath will help you drop into the body. Some people, the body feels so tight that feels uncomfortable. And so making the sounding breath will help drop you in. We're just quieting the mind, imagining the thoughts dropping away like candle wax dripping down the back of the neck. And then coming into presence like the observer with our body. How does it feel? How does it actually feel to be with your body with no judgment, no fast urge to change anything that is present at the moment? Being the witness and then further beyond that, being fully in your body, present to feeling what is going on. And then simply bringing the thought of the thing that you want to create into your mind's eye. What is the thing that I want to move towards in my life? and feeling into how does that feel in the body? Does the goal feel expansive? Does it expand your energy? Does it drop you into a sense of um, being, having more space in your physical being? 
And so for you, Liam, when you think about being in the space of, um, you know, working in mindset and working with schools and sports clubs, how does that make you feel? I feel very good. I um, yeah. yeah, wow. I mean, I'm happy to unpack some uh, some just that little you know two three minutes whatever it was yeah. from my from my accounting and that, which was really interesting yeah. and I think super valuable for, for people listening and watching. So, firstly, um, funnily enough, even just I don't know if this was intentional or not, but even just you relaying back to me before we started that practice. Um, it was almost like you have a story. You almost, to some extent, I get it. I don't know if it was intentional, but like supporting the fact that, or almost just um, highlighting that I do have a story, and it is scary, and almost just felt like a safe space. That alone was just I. I felt it, albeit small. I noticed. I don't know. I guess some tension in my sort of lower chest, lower, just mm. just off the back of that, um, which was really interesting. Mm. Then, kind of going into the body. Um, and really focusing on my breath and, and dropping in. I actually, uh, within about two breaths, I felt immediately better. So I felt, mm-hmm. I felt immediately lighter in that sort of lower chest stomach area, sort of diaphragm, I suppose, which was really nice. Yeah. I then, I then became very aware of sore spots in my body, which I suppose I didn't like um, mm-hmm. some tension in my neck, chest, my lower, lower back from sitting in my little podcast chair here. Uh, that I that I didn't like, and then I felt a little tingle uh, before I was really thinking about anything in the future. I felt a little sort of tingle throughout my body, which was quite calming. Mm-hmm. A little bit of like I don't know if I had this exact language in my mind, but it was a little bit like, "Dude, it's all okay. The fuck are you stressed about?" Like that's my sort of language, like yeah. that just for a brief moment. Yeah. So that feeling was quite quite enjoyable. And then yeah. thinking about the future for me was really just thinking a lot about having an impact on one hand, but it was also the lack of stress that's sort of in my travel business. So being able to sort of move past that and having waking up, you know, without that and having, a, you mentioned expansive, that was the feeling. It was more vast yeah. and expansive and limitless and not kind of captive to just, the to-do list every day and what I have to do. So that's yeah. that'd be how I would sort of try and summarize that, I suppose. Beautiful. Yeah. And so really powerful. What what people can do is when they're making decisions, is drop into the body and um feel like, does this come from a place that like deeply resonates for me? Does this feel like something that will expand? my energetic force and you know people listening who've not done energy work before might be like well that's all well and good but why would that matter in relation to my business it matters because we are energetic beings we literally people feel us in the world if we're expanded if our energy is out past our body and is it is an exciting um happy engaged energy we naturally draw in the people that are going to resonate with the thing that we're trying to create. Um, and I know for some people who 
you know, haven't done a lot of energy work that might fall into the category of a bit woo-woo, but I practice it every day. I practice it with my clients and it makes the biggest difference when we are lit up energetically mm. in alignment with our goals. So in contrast to that, if you are making a decision about something or you're trying to figure something out or you, if, or it's bringing up tension and you go into your body and it contracts you and constricts you, then the things that I would say are have a conversation with that part of your body. Go into it and say, what could I be telling myself about this thing that is causing me to feel that way? And literally breathe until so that you can either feel, see, or hear an answer. Mm. And we are not used to engaging with our bodies in that way, but there is so much wisdom that if we create a safe enough space, it will tell us everything we need to know about ourselves. And it's really, if people are looking for a simple tool of like, what can I do right now that will help alleviate stress in my life? It's whole space for it and ask it what it is trying to tell you. Often it is a, a fear response that is coming up to keep you safer because you are pushing your boundaries. Or it might be your intuition response saying, hey, this is maybe not the smartest decision. You're maybe trying to be somebody else instead of following your own guidance. And if you follow your own guidance, you know, things will move to support you in that. Whereas you're gonna push against boundaries when you're trying to be somebody else or trying to fulfill somebody else's purpose around this issue. And so it's just learning to ask better questions from ourselves and show up for that. Now, in my sessions, for example, with you and you were like, oh, there's parts of my body. What I would do is go into those parts and I would ask for permission to test and I would find what emotions are stored there. And then once you've had a conversation, once we've held space for them, we would then release them. And so the, the, it takes it to a deeper level, but the people can start the conversation now on their own by themselves to just, instead of trying to run away from their stress, actually hold space for it because it is trying to tell you something. That is, um, yeah, I agree aggressively. Uh, and, and just that little, pra that little practice alone, you know, uh, like I just shared before, uh, was really valuable. Um, and just a little quick anecdote to sort of wrap things up and um, I'll just be respectful of your time, but I feel like we could just sort of explore this for a long period of time. It's, it's super interesting. But for me, a month or two ago, mate, I'm not too sure, but for, for a period of time, I was, I was just feeling really heavy and lethargic and I was, um, I've always been quite motivated and ambitious to be you know, entrepreneurial and build my business. And I was simultaneously trying to workshop the next plan for the travel business whilst also exploring this, you know, personal branding business that I'm trying to, you know, move into. And it was all very messy. And I'm just, I just felt very heavy. And I had this big to-do list. And then there was a, a couple of days in a, in a row where I'd wake up, you know, all right, have my coffee. Let's do this. I do one thing and I just fucking break down. I'm just like, why am I so fatigued? Now there's, there's a host of reasons. Long story short, and sort of the point I want to make yeah was I was I took time to take to do a five minute meditation to focus on my breath work and then funnily enough I even prior to this conversation I was actually going in with an intentionality of going what do I want something's missing I can't just be inherently you know um miserable in this moment of time what's going on so 
And I was yeah. almost asking that question, right? And I'm sort of giving this as like a real world example for people because it's fucking powerful. And so didn't, it's not like I come up with all the answers to life's greatest mysteries, although that might be part of my journey moving forward. What I, <laughs> what I was able to come up with really practically was I'm lucky, I'm lacking connection. And obviously COVID has affected so many people in that way, but man, I'm just fucking craving humans. And I want to be, cause I do a lot of work as a solopreneur. And so I just need to be around people having fun, doing things. You know, my personality is very, very much mm. driven by, you know, the joy and laughter of others. And that was lacking in my life. So just that realization was, gosh, the realization alone was just so, mm. I guess, from an energy point of view, uh, enriching and just and, and made me feel lighter uh, yeah. and clearer in, in my thinking mm-hmm. such yeah. that I was able to then make decisions. And like you said, so eloquently there it is, it is and I love that it's about what do, what do I resonate with? Like, and not just doing things because, you know, yeah. it's a decision you made five years ago that you're trying to stick to or, you know okay. what I mean? And so that was just a really cool example where I was able to work out like, you know what? I just fucking want humans more regularly in my life. And yeah. that, that alone has improved my, you know, my quality of life the last couple of months. So quick little yeah. thing. Um, but it, it's, it's off the back of exactly what you're talking about, allowing space to just go in and, and ask those questions and, and, and I guess, wait for those answers, which, you know, at first glance, it is easy to put that into the whatever basket or the woo-woo basket. But ultimately, all I care about, what I try to promote on this show is what works, what makes you feel good, what helps you move forward. That's all that matters. And so I feel like your job as a listener or viewer, whatever, wherever you're tuning in here, is to kind of your job is to be the constant learner and get information from all different schools of thought and then try on everything and start building your own personal philosophy. And I just, you know, if anyone at all values my personal opinion, I, I cannot encourage this work. We've only just scratched the surface of mm. enough to, to mm. start, you know, finding those answers and start alleviating some of that, those hurdles in the body, because very often that is what, what holds us back. So um, any final thoughts from you before we before we wrap things up? And I have to get you back well, on for another really, episode. It's really a permission slip to be your unique self in in your life, in your job, it, at home, and to stop conforming. We, we've been told, you know, happy, healthy looks a certain way, and you know, if you're a bit miserable in your job, well, then that's okay. Everyone's a bit miserable, and it's like, no, we, you know, we get one life. And if something's not working, be curious enough to find out what it is because it's not nearly as scary to face it as you think. And and actually moving through that will often bring you closer to the things that you want and light up gifts and give you permission in your life that, you know, ignoring it will actually deplete you. And if people can, you know, lean into curiosity of around their blocks rather than fear magical things can unfold like genuinely magical things you will literally leave sessions feeling lighter happier more connected to yourself and who doesn't want that perfect place to finish thank you so much Mm.
for carving yeah. out the time. Like I said, we've only sort of scratched the surface of this, but already I, I'm, I hope there's some value for people tuning in. Um, really cool. We got to do that mini practice and put me on the spot and, and go through that. But man, it was really, really cool. Um, where can people connect with you and, and find more about you and, and the work that you do? Um, well, actually, my Instagram is the best place at the moment. My website's um, down at the moment. It's been rebuilt. Um, so Julianne Kelly Wellbeing, um, yeah, is the, is the best place. They can DM me or just follow and follow my work from there. Awesome. Well, an absolute pleasure and look forward yeah. to connecting with you, with you more off air. Um, yeah. We've been fortunate yeah. to connect in recent weeks. So I look forward to building that yeah. friendship and, and uh, diving more into this, these sort of conversations. So thank you again. Awesome. Thanks for having me, Liam. Cheers. And that wraps up another episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Really appreciate the support you guys are showing to this platform. If you got some value from this episode, if you enjoyed it, please do share it on your socials with friends and family. Really helps grow the channel uh, and the mission and everything we're trying to do here with Braintainment. So spread the love. I would be forever grateful. And of course, if you got some real insights from this episode, hit me up, find me on social, shoot me a message. I'd love to engage and have a chat with you guys. So that's it for now. Until the next episode, thanks again.